welcome to Inbox, your home for answers. Answers to questions. Because that's what we do here. Um, I'm Biggest Benners, and I'm joined as always by Ed underscore Knights. And we've got a few questions. Have we? Yeah. Oh. Should we go straight in? Sure. Let's uh, just jump in, shall we? Yeah. I mean, thank, people... thank you to everyone who sent sent your your questions to swapandjoysticks.com slash inbox. Very good. Yeah, yes, we have. Always appreciated. A bunch of people. Okay. Um, first question is from Clues, who says, Ooh. seeing as how Ed bore through 250 hours of Final Fantasy, I think it means Final Fantasy, 14, to arrive at Shadowbringers, do you think the argument it gets better after 200 hours is a valid reason to consider a game good? No. I think <laughs> no, but... Like Final Fantasy, I'm playing through Final Fantasy at the moment. Um, like restarted Final Fantasy 14, and I'm going like main story quests only, right from the very beginning. There are some like fetch quests, but it's not a bad game. Like it's still good. It's it, not a good game either. Well, it's a good game. I'm fine with it. Okay. I, I'm having no issues whatsoever with it at the moment. It's good, but it just becomes incredible at uh, Shadowbringers. Um, I mean, you might disagree. Interesting question. You're I mean, I will. I will. I disagree that it's good at the start. I mean, they have tweaked it a lot and changed it a lot. So even from a couple of years ago when I first played it, maybe they've changed it. Um, I don't think it's a great game at the beginning. I just, I think the quest design is bad. The world is empty. Um, the story didn't massively grab me and I didn't like the characters. So I'm not getting a lot that's good from it. Um, Shadowbringers, Very high standards. Shadowbringers is a vast, vast improvement. Um, so I am enjoying it a lot more. I still, I, I'm still not the biggest lover of combat. If I'm honest, sounds like you need to change um, your uh, your class. Well, also I think it's just an MMO thing that I'm just not a massive MMO person generally. So the reason I play. Final Fantasy games specifically, but games in general is because of the story. I mean, yeah, because you started, you played video games because you're fr- you didn't have many friends when you were younger, isn't it? Yeah, I was so, a loner, and all I had was to sit and play video games, yeah. and I did that instead of reading books. So, so now they're bringing out these video games and saying, like, hey, these video games you can play with your friends, and you're like, no. No, I don't want to play with friends. Video games are for me to keep away from friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a big MMO person. Um... That said, I think that to appreciate Shadowbringers, you kind of have to have played the stuff beforehand to see where you've come from. Mm. I mean, in in part because it's the same characters and it's the story continuation. So you sort of want to know where you've come from to understand what's happening in Shadowbringers. So I don't think, if you're thinking of playing it, I would say don't pay to skip and no. skip to Shadowbringers. Like, it is worth playing the rest. It's just, it's a real slog. And, I know and you just have to be prepared End for that. Endwalker has the word end in it, and apparently that's like closing the Warrior of Light chapter or, or whatever. So I do wonder if like the next time that there's an expansion, because I've not f- got finished Endwalker, so I don't know what happens at the end, but it would be interesting to see if the next expansion is something where you people can just go and like go and do that, just go straight in at that. Because I know, th- um, I might have this wrong a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that Guild Wars, their DLCs are linear. So you can literally, you can play it and you can go and choose whichever of the DLCs you want to do in whatever order. Um, and it's like a quest line along there. So something like where maybe you get transported to a new world or something and then that's where you are. Um, 
And yeah, you can go back to the old world and you can go and do various quests and things like that. And you can do the story if you want, but you've also got the chance to just go straight in at this new, you know, this new story. See, I like the idea of that from for an MMO in that you have your world that you exist in and you can do whatever you want and be whoever you want in that world and spend mm. time with your friends and whatever else. But then when there is a sort of story-driven quest, be that an expansion or whatever else, it's kind of like you start a new instance and you can kind of just go and enjoy that in its uh, like in its own capacity mm. rather than it all linking together and having to have played. Yeah, they, they just need to find a reason why you would play that. So obviously like better loot, you can level up. Um, it's actually got to have a really engaging story. That would work. Yeah. Rather um, than just like, oh, you just have to play this to get to the good stuff. I'll say as well, like I haven't finished Shadowbringers yet. So I will reserve judgment fully until I have completed that expansion and, and the I know what three the story, patches afterwards. Yeah. And then I know what the story mm. sort of entails throughout because that ultimately is what I'm judging this on this story because yeah. that's what I like personally. And the and story the fact that it's got is, Jonathan Bailey in it as well is also, yes, very nice. But the story is better in Shadowbringers than, than in the past. So already I'm enjoying it. It's stronger, but I will reserve judgment until I've fully finished it to mm. say whether it was worth the 250 hours and everything else that I've put into it to get just to this point. Can you think of any other games that are like better after 200 hours? I don't think I've ever played a game for more than 200 hours. No, I think I, well, I'm definitely over 200 with Destiny and Destiny 2, both of them actually. But they're similar MMO kind yeah. of thing. Fortnite probably as well. PUBG actually, I think I'm on like 197 hours. I mean, Fortnite, I guess you get better at the game and they add in more modes mm. and then you unlock more things. So maybe that does get better over time. Um, yeah. Animal Crossing is another one that people spend hours and hours yeah, playing. Yeah, that does and get for better. Me, that gets worse. Mm. I like the beginning. I like the structure. And then when you're left on your own for hundreds of hours to do whatever you want, that's personally when I get bored. You haven't got an imagination. I don't. And I, I need someone to tell me a story. Marvel Snap gets better and better as you unlock the better cards and you can make your own decks. Like I've got a beautiful Patriot deck right now and it's taken me quite a long time to uh, get all those cards. Fair. Mm. I mean, in theory, most games get better over time. It's just that, an M well, MMOs in general are just such a mm. massive investment. There are quite a few like RPGs, like really big RPGs that people like, oh yeah, you got to just stick with it for a little bit. It does get, you know, it does pay off in the end. Trying to think of examples of that. I mean, people said that about Souls games. Yeah. You know, people start and think, God, this is really hard. I can't do it. But mm. once you learn and you get into it, yes, it gets better over time. So mm. I guess you could argue the Souls games, which I really like. So people told maybe me, that's my answer. People told me Xenoblade got better after like 20, 30 hours. But well, you exit the tutorial and then you're like, oh, well, I've seen everything there is to see now. Thanks. No, you, you exit the tutorial. I was playing for like 25 hours and I was still getting tutorial things pop up. Yeah. And people said actually Xenoblade Chronicles Cross as well, because after about 30 hours or so, you get, spoiler alert, you get some mechs. And everyone's like, oh, it's amazing. You get to go and, uh, yeah, you get to fly around in the mechs. It makes the game so much, so much better. It's like, okay, well, that's 30 hours in, 20, 30 hours. I'm not sure if I've got the uh, patience for that. All right. So yeah, um, is it... Uh, is it a valid reason to consider a game good? No, but uh, if the game does, if it does have a good payoff, then I don't mind. Okay, we have a question from Matthew, who says, 
what's a critically acclaimed video game that you don't like at all? Mm. Um, Were you expecting a different question? Yeah. Yes, because he did submit two questions. We'll ask that one last because I, I feel like the second one you're going to have a bit of a longer answer okay. to. Yeah. See, see, this is the thing. You're throwing questions at me and I haven't had time to consider. What don't I like? That's critically acclaimed. I mean, anything that's a multiplayer game. I mean, no, not necessarily. I, I, something that's critically acclaimed but I didn't like at all if for me is um, Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. I just can't get into it. I don't understand it and I don't get this jumping off and then fl flying up and I just fall off every single time and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing and turn it off. What's not to get in Smash Brothers? I just don't get it. Well, you're on a platform and you need to not get hit off. So you have to jump back on. Then I fall off and it. then but I, I can never jump back on. I just get confused and yeah. Just press the jump button, man. But I'm falling. You can't jump when you're falling. Well, you can in that game. Well, that's the skill of it, really. Well, I've never got it, and I, I, not, I just, yeah, I played as Pikachu, I think, and just electrocuted people and just spammed that button, but it didn't really work that much. Well, you've got to learn the moves. No, because I don't like it. I don't want to play it. Um, I don't think that there is necessarily. I mean, well, there will be in in the sense of I don't know, Death Stranding, like Gran, Gran Turismo Seven, and FIFA. Is that the most recent one? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that that game did well. It was critically acclaimed. It did well in reviews, but I think it's boring as fuck. Um, but that's not necessarily specific to that game. That's just I don't like driving games. Hmm. In the same way that there are sports games out there like FIFA, or whatever else that I'm sure review well. Yeah. For people who like football, I don't care for those games, so I don't really like them. Um. Hence, I'm trying to think, is there a sort of story-based adventure type game, which is the sort of game I would like, hmm. that I don't. Red Dead Redemption 2? I haven't even started that. Hmm. Um, I suspect I will be really bored. Yeah, it's very it's very kind of slice of life in the Wild West, just going and being a cowboy simulator. I'll just I'm, watch Brokeback Mountain. And cry again. Yeah. I quite liked, uh, I mean, I really liked Red Dead Redemption 2 because I did like the fact that, you know, sometimes I was just kind of walking around and and just did some things and didn't actually do any quests. It was just kind of me mooching around. I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. I remember streaming it before the old DMCA stuff and I was just riding around playing Wicked Wow Wow West and playing that <laughs> by Will Smith before the uh, old DMCA scares. Oh, that was fun. Um, I, I mean, things like Tunic. I just don't get, don't enjoy. Tunic's amazing. Yeah, well, for you it is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's critically acclaimed because a lot of people love it, but I got very, very bored and didn't enjoy it. It's not my kind of game. Um, What other things? You probably know what I don't like because I probably upset you when I don't like them. Oh, everything I like. Yeah, Demon Souls. I don't get that you have to go through the entire level just to redo the boss. I find that really frustrating and annoying. Um, it's called Challenge, Ben. Yeah, that's another. So that yeah, that is something that's critically acclaimed. I don't like at all. Challenge, <laughs> challenging games. I think what we're basically saying here is that I am paid to be a critic, and therefore games that are critically acclaimed, I tend to agree with. <laughs> yeah. Although Death Stranding got like eighty-five well, plus. Death Stranding did did occur to me, but I wouldn't say that game was critically acclaimed. I would say that that was very divisive. 
Well, it wasn't there were too very, divisive. There were lots of negative reviews to that. And I am in line with those negative reviews. So, Well, Death Stranding got, I think it's 85 on Open Critic, which I think is critical acclaim. It's about the same as Tunic. Actually, which, yeah. I, I don't think. I'm going to see. I, th- I don't think it. I think Tunic is higher. Maybe that got like 90. Tu- Tunic got, guess, on Open Critic. 91. 85. Oh. And Death Stranding. Got 85. Oh my God. (laughs) Identical. And 92% of people um, wanted Death Stranding. uh, So I liked Death Stranding or recommended Death Stranding. Uh, Let's see how many it was for Tunic. It was 93. So it wins by 1%. There you go. But that's, I mean, if. If Tunic is critically acclaimed, then so is Death Stranding. Following the same uh, metrics. Fine. Good. My Death Stranding book is up there. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, but that's... Also, like, Sonic. I don't really get Sonic. In what world is Sonic critically acclaimed? Like the old ones. (laughs) Were they not when they came out? Well, they were, but realistically, the old Sonic games aren't that great. There you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> like, going back and playing Sonic 1, you're like, Sonic 1 is terrible. Sonic 2 mm. is good. Sonic 3 is good. Um, but that's kind of it. Apart from 14, is there an overrated Final Fantasy game? Overrated Final Fantasy game. Mm. 10. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to annoy you. Yeah, I, you are. I really like 10. Mm. And it is generally, like, very well received but it's not my favorite in the series i think i still think it's good it's not like i don't like it but Mm. it's just it's not my favorite in the series whereas it is my favorite in the single player series i mean 14 i love and i still play it i've been playing it just the other day yesterday (laughs) playing it all day yesterday still love it actually if if you want to do favorite series for me zelda skyward sword received very high reviews when that first came out that was receiving like 10 out of 10s from some places yeah and that game is like a 6 out of 10 at best but aren't people kind of you know acknowledging that now yes Mm. it's widely known as the worst one yeah but some people still seem to like it wow okay uh right final question this is you're giving uh, we're getting a double fister from uh matthew oh thanks matthew who says and I like this. I really like this one. What are the best music moments in video games? Oh, what are your what are ones that come to your mind straight away? And maybe we'll ask this question again in a few weeks' time when you've gone. I guess about like over the next few weeks. I know you're going to be like, oh my god, I didn't mention this. Oh, I didn't mention this. So, what comes to your mind? Best music moments. Shall I start? Yes. I mean, mine is in Red Dead Redemption One. Oh, you I knew it? this was coming. When you cross into Mexico, Mexico, and I used to have a Mexican student who used to get very upset that I didn't pronounce it like that. Um, and we, yeah, when you cross into Mexico and it starts playing a bit of Jose Gonzalez, Far Away, I believe it is. Um, maybe it's not. Yeah, I think it's Far Away. And you're just kind of riding and riding. And like you, I, at one point I was going towards the town. I was like, no, no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to ride in another direction just because this music's playing with his guitar and he's called Jose Gonzalez, even though he's Swedish. Um, and then 
it's just, yeah, really just sets the tone perfectly. And that's one of the things I love about Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2 as well is like the fact that it just kind of immerses you into being a cowboy out there. Well, you know about my obsession when with Red Dead Redemption. When I finished the game, mm-hmm. I got obsessed with westerns. I watched like 10 western movies. Oh my God, you watched 10 whole films. That is like more western movies than I've seen like Marvel movies. Wow. Um, but I watched them in the space of like about three weeks. <laughs> like it was just constant. I was obsessed with westerns. Um, but yeah, that, that was what it did it for me. Um, I'll come up with another one in a second, but you have something. Well, I'm I'm trying to think because there are there are games that I think have good soundtracks and like there are music games that I think are well done. But I'm trying to think of a game with a very specific music moment um, that warrants this question. Um, Has music ever made you cry in a game? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to regret saying this, but it's for me the one redeeming feature of this game. Are you going to probably say what I'm going to say? Yeah, Death Stranding. The end. No, not even the end. Just generally, because the one good thing about that game is the soundtrack. It's the is the thing. If it wasn't for the soundtrack, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have a special place in my heart as it does. Yeah, and. It does have that frequent. It frequently has musical moments where, you know, yes, you're struggling on that journey and it's frustrating and it's annoying, and then when you crest the hill and you see a whole new area and then the music just kind of mm-hmm. comes in, and it's because the music's so good. It's it's most of it's low raw, um, the band, and there are moments like that that you're just like, wow, this mm. is this is incredible. Um, just the way that the visuals and the music come together in that specific moment. On the whole, I do not like the game, but there are specific moments where you see that view and you're like, okay, this 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 yeah. is really pretty and I love how the music comes in. When you first leave the little town and you go out and then the camera just pans back and then it plays Don't Be So Serious, I think mm. that one is. Um, or it might be another one, I'm not sure, or Ghosts. But yeah, it's, oh, I love it. For me, the final one, that, that made me, uh, that made my eyes tear up a little bit. BB's theme. Um, I won't make any. I won't spoil anything. But yeah, you walk over. Yeah, you, you do one final journey. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it plays a song. There's nothing else going on. There's no enemies. It's nothing like that. It's just like this is one final journey. Here is BB's theme playing in the background, and it's uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, I oh. Didn't know that one. oh dear, Alexa, shut up, Alexa. Don't play it well. I'll ask her to play Alexa it. Alexa doesn't know it. She, she doesn't know that well. No, she doesn't She should know play that well. it. It's free on Epic Store this week, <laughs> so she should definitely play it. But yeah, no, that, that song is still one of my favourites. And the fact that it was kind of remixed a little bit for uh, the announcement of the sequel makes me intrigued. Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, I love the soundtrack. Is there a specific moment in that 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 stands out to me musically not necessarily like i just really like the soundtrack overall but even just i remember when seven remake came out and you meet and like no just the, the oh. very opening of the game mm. with the da, 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 like the main theme mm. kicks in as it goes through midcar and that 
it was a it was a combination of seeing Midgar in like decent graphics, you know, mm. for a change, um, and seeing this world in a way that I'd never seen before. And then when the music kicks in, that's when the goosebumps hit. Yeah. So like that was amazing, but it was because of my nostalgia to the original, um, rather than that being a specific musical moment. Yeah. I don't have nostalgia to the original because I didn't finish it, but I loved the music and I've listened to it and I've bought soundtrack and everything. But when you first see uh, Aerith, Aerith or Ares? Aerith. Aerith. Um, and like it just has a little tiny bit in the background of Aerith's theme. And you're like, I recognize that. And it's just, yeah, it's very beautiful. I mean, it's going to get really boring if I keep saying Zelda all the time as well. Oh, but like, well, I guess two two Zelda things. Firstly, is just Ocarina of Time, the fact that you get the Ocarina of Time mm. and the fact that you have to literally make music and play different songs yeah. um, to solve puzzles. That to me, on a gameplay perspective, more than a music perspective, like really stuck with me as a kid. And I was like, wow, this feels really clever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's this adventure game solving puzzles, but you're using music to do that. And that just blew my mind. So kind of a musical moment there's that but also one of the things i do like about the soundtrack in breath of the wild is the way that it calls back to previous pieces so for instance when you first go to rito village mm. and then it starts playing the rito theme from dragon roost island in wind waker which is when see so you, you don't bloody know these things um the rito were first introduced in wind waker oh. and you get the um is the theme on Dragon Roost Island. And then they play this kind of mournful, sort of melancholic version of it in Breath of the Wild when you reach Rito Village. So kind of moments like that where it calls back to nostalgia, to me, that's really powerful. Not so much because of the music necessarily, but because of that nostalgia factor. No, you're right. It does. But like... Also, like some song, some of them just have great soundtracks. Like you said, Death Stranding, the new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game, yeah, was fantastic. I, that did cross my mind as well. Yeah, and like I was thinking, what was like the first song? So obviously nowadays, yeah, Final Fantasy X was probably one of the first ones where I'm like, oh my god, I love the music in this. I love the Sutaki Dane. That was like the first kind of soundtrack song that I just loved. But then I realized that no, when I was younger, there was one. I'm going to play a little bit through my microphone, oh, you know, no. like a tinny person oh. playing it on a mobile phone. But this was a song. I used to so this. I used to play this. Uh, I used to play the boss. Have you seen what it is? No. Okay. I used to actually play this boss fight multiple times just because I wanted to hear the music at the end. That's how much I liked it. You ready? Okay. So good. Ready? Come on. Oh, no. We'll stop in a sec. And then he goes, obviously, like, and then he just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up, and it's like. Just, okay, yeah, this is infuriating and explains your taste in music. What? But is that Warrior Land? It's Warrior Land 2. What do you mean explain? What do you mean it's infuriating? <laughs> do you not like that? <laughs> no, it's annoying. I mean that was on a Game Boy, so you could it was before people had music yeah. in games. Well, on handheld games anyway. Okay, so two 
I actually have two proper answers to this now, but this stuff has clicked in my head. Great. Um, Warrior Land, it inspired you. Yes. Um, The first is Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, don't sing it. Oh, wait, I think, is it the other one? Is the other one? That one. You're about to do the one that you wrote about. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, so there is Metal Gear Solid 3 is is a prequel to the to the other Metal Gear games. Um, it's set back in the 60s, um, so it's all kind of lo-fi technology as opposed to like Soliton Radar, whatever it's called in the new one. It's all, all but like, just, just before, can we can we please have a Metal Gear remake announced at PlayStation thing on Wednesday? Please, can we have a prayer circle. Well, that is highly rumored. Are you? Did you not know this? No. Oh, I mean, it's it's highly rumored that there is a remake of Snake Eater on the way. Oh yes, but not well. Would they remake that one and then go for the first one? Because if this is a prequel, well, yes, because chronologically this is where it starts. So, oh. so maybe they would call it something else. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, sorry, but, but that, there is. I would be very um, excited because I love a weird and intelligent story. Yeah, like Death Stranding. Okay, bring well, it hang on, you haven't played it before. I played the first one and a bit of the second. Oh my. God, this is going to blow your mind. Um, Snake Eater, it's amazing. It's a fucking brilliant game. Mm. Um, But it's it's like, it's set in the 60s and it's all about secret agents and spies and all that kind of stuff. So obviously the inspiration is Bond. Yeah. And there is the song called Snake Eater, um, (laughs) which is literally like a Bond theme um, that plays in that that game. Um, A gold member. Proper, no. Um, proper like Bond theme kind of anthemic song and it's fucking brilliant okay um, and I'm pretty sure it plays again partway through the game and I'm trying to remember this and I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong but there is a bit about halfway through the game where there's a really really long ladder climb and it's basically become a meme that it's like you're literally climbing this ladder for about two minutes and you're like why is this ladder so long and I'm pretty sure it plays the theme while you're uh. climbing the ladder um so it kind of comes back but it's it kind of just adds to that cinematic bond spy film kind of vibe of snake eater and it's amazing the other one is the great mighty poo from conquer's bad fur day of course of course it's opera and it's poo two of your favorite things exactly yeah um so the context so Conker's Bad Fur Day was made by Rare and they made it after Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie and they had the idea of Conker. They were going to make this big, cuddly, cutesy platformer and then thought, well, hang on, we've already done that. So what can we do? And so they decided to turn it into this 18 plus, or maybe it was 16 plus, um, gory, sweary, sexual um, platformer adventure thing where you have to like bounce on the breasts of a plant in order to help a honeybee pollinate it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's a whole Saving Private Ryan section with some teddy bears that get blown into bloody gore. And there's a Resident Evil bit and it's full of swearing and it's just ridiculous. The whole story is that it's Conker's 21st birthday and he goes out and gets absolutely wasted drunk. Um, and then when he wakes up, he's in this strange land and he has to go back home. Um, so it's just him getting over a hangover basically is the entire game. Oh. Um, but there is an entire level built around shit. And 
there's this like pair of dung beetles who obviously are scouse and you have to feed a load of prune juice laxative to some cows so that they shit themselves is that the Um, northern cow yeah okay um i did play that to you earlier yeah um yeah, what well, accent's this i think it was just generic northern if not it was definitely yorkshire but northern yeah it was it was i think yorkshire um and then eventually you have to roll a turd up or like a ball of shit up a giant turd mountain mm. uh, in order to get inside and inside you find the great mighty poo who <laughs> is literally a massive turd who sings opera at you mm. and to defeat him he basically like throws shit at you which he sings about. Um, and then he pauses to go, oh, like this. And when he does that, his mouth opens and you have to throw a toilet roll into his mouth. Oh, I thought you were going to say throw poo in his mouth. No, no, no. You have to throw a toilet roll into his mouth. Okay. And then eventually he sings a high note that's so high that it cracks glass next to the flush. And so you basically pull the flush to flush him down the toilet. And that is oh. how you kill him. But he sings a song because he's not operatic. To poo. finish uh, this podcast, Ed will be singing this song. Uh, so before we finish, you know the lyrics, don't you? Um, yeah. So off my heart. <laughs> perfect. Well, there we go. Even oh God, if I can remember them now. Now, uh, so yeah, if anybody wants any more questions in future, or any requests for of songs for Ed, uh, just go to <laughs> swappingjoysticks.com slash inbox. Uh, this goes up every Tuesday. And on Thursday evenings, we go and record our normal podcast and it'll go up. Uh, that one goes up on Friday. So thank you very, very much. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. And you can find me at Biggest Benus pretty much everywhere, uh, except for Twitter, which I'm Biggest Benus one So, Ed. Oh, and also uh, this week, Jetstreamers is back. Go to jetstreamers.fm um, and you can find our, uh, well, find my uh, round the world trip podcast where i'm playing microsoft flight simulator and chatting to a streamer on every leg at the moment we're uh going from well we're going to go from baku to ash ashbaga abagash you're looking at me ashbaga you organized it ashbaga i can't i'm, I'm it's the capital ashbagat. of turkmenistan it's ashbagat yes i know that much ashbagat the uh, capital yeah exactly we're going to be doing that across the caspian sea uh with donut art so look out for that on jetstreamers.fm uh okay so take it away poo <laughs> i am the great mighty poo and i'm going to throw my shit at you a huge supply of tears comes from my chocolate starfish how about some scat you little twat <laughs> <laughs>